Well, greetings. This is Melvin York, and I'm with you here uh, with Daddy Pete's Global Food. And today we want to talk to you uh, a little bit more on the segment that we started about don't cuss the farmer. Uh, we're finding out things that they have to go through, things that a lot of us probably don't know, didn't know myself. So we're going through that today. Uh, one thing that uh, we do see that the farmer, uh, has obstacles in front of him. Uh, a lot is a vanishing farmland would be one. Uh, another would be regulations. And uh, another one would be uh, seed and the practices that they have to to acquire the seed. Now, years ago, a lot of farmers uh, would have a good crop. They would save their seed and go on. Uh, and some of your uh, third world countries now still do that um, but with the, the new seeds out uh, we we talked about heirloom seeds we talked about uh, seeds that uh, uh, that have been uh, hybridized or hybrid seeds and uh, what they were the F1 the F2 varieties and now uh, what the uh, Next one we're going to talk about is GMO or GE, uh, the uh, genetically engineered seeds. Uh, now, when the farmer buys these seeds, uh, they have to sign documents that they will not save the seeds. Uh, they don't own that right to plant the seeds if they've grown again. Uh, they can sell them for uh, consumption, but not for seed purposes. If found, it is a federal offense, I guess. I don't know where it's federal offense, but uh, they can be sued, and uh, they do sign a contract that they won't do that with the seed company. So uh, that's another obstacle that's out there uh, with the GMOs. Now, uh, I just want to give you an idea. There's three major commodities that we grow in the United States and it's worldwide since we're talking about global food and the three major commodities uh, that's on the market that every country is looking for and it needs is number one, corn, number two, soybeans, and number three, believe it or not, is cotton. Now, the first two we talked about, we find that a lot of those uh, are big exporters from the United States. They export from different countries to different ones. We're also finding out a lot of that's not used basically for animal feed or for uh, food or uh, our consumption as uh, people, but it's being used for fuel or for energy. Now, that's the things that we were talking about earlier about Farmland disappearing, uh, one thing that you can see along the roads and probably off roads that you haven't seen is a lot of our fields are being taken up uh, to run solar panels. They're doing solar farms, and that's great. We're running out of energy, but then we've come across today with this new idea of having a, an electric car that's supposed to save energy, but yet... Uh, our power grid in the United States is, from what I'm told and what I'm reading, is already uh, extended beyond what it should be. But yet we're creating something that um, is going to take more power. 
So we're already using some of our commodities for diesel fuel and for ethanol fuel and other fuel purposes, which to me is not a smart thing to do, but that's where we're at. Now, GMO crops. Let me talk to you a little bit about GMO crops. Uh, just to give you an idea how much that um, GMO crops has actually caught on. Uh, and they were first introduced in the United States in uh, um, 1996. Uh, they had been uh, developed before that, but they were uh, basically put on the market for the farmers around 1996. Just to give you an idea on the big three, uh, and this was in 2020, the GMO soybeans made up of 94% of all soybeans planted. That's quite a lot. Uh, GMO cotton made up 96% of all cotton planted. And in 2020, 92% of all corn planted was GMO. Now, that was in the United States. Uh, GMO, uh, GMO canola made up 95% of all that was planted. And believe it or not, 99.9% of all sugar beets harvested were GMO uh, sugar beets. So that just gives you a little bit of idea uh, how much that the GMO seed has uh, played a part in American agriculture. Now, these are numbers straight off the, US, the FDA uh, page of the U.S. Drug and Administration, the FDA. So you're welcome to look those numbers up. That's not something that I'm making up when we're giving this podcast. Uh, we try to give you the actual numbers and let you make your own opinions. We try to keep it that way. Just to let you know how much corn that was produced in the United States uh, and what is really, really just amazing how much it is. Uh, but last year, uh, corn growers uh, produced 15.1 billion bushels of corn here in the United States. That was 15. Point one, and actually that was in 2020. Uh, that was up 7% from 2020. This was 2021. Uh, the estimate average bushels per acre was 177. And that is some kind of yield to get that kind of average all over. Uh, now, we produced that many. Let's just, for the heck of it, see what... Uh, that we exported in 2021 corn. We actually exported $18.7 billion worth of our U.S. corn. Now, uh, most of that was to the Republic of China, and that was up 316% uh, over 2020. So what they're doing is rebuilding their swine herd following the outbreak of the African swine fever over there. That began in 2018. And this is from the Illinois Farm Policy News. That just gives you an idea on where our corn's growing and everything. Now, let me tell you how essential corn is to our country. 
I'm not counting soybeans right now. I'm not talking about cotton yet. We'll get into that at a later segment. But uh, there's four sides to every kernel of corn. This is something most people don't know. You got four major uh, components that makes up corn. You got starch, you got fiber, protein, and oil. All those can be processed in different ways and used in different ways. If you'll go into your local grocery store, you're going to find that that contains, and you've heard me say this before, at least 4,000 items will list some type of corn ingredients on the label. Many uh, products depend on corn as well, from paper goods, cardboard, meat, eggs, poultry, and you're wondering how you do all that. Well, we're going to going to tell you, usually corn is processed in one or two ways. You do a dry milling where you grind it, or wet milling where it's been kind of steamed and popped and then went through a different process. We're going to go through the dry milling first. And there's three stages of that. You've got the grits where they grind it coarse. You've got a cornmeal where it grinds it a little finer. Then you've got what they call the corn cone or the flour that comes out and ground the finest. The grit, you can use it in brewing beer, corn flakes, other breastfeed cereals, snack foods. Cornmeal, again, bakery mixes, cereals, cornbread, cornmeal mixes, corn muffins, hush puppies, pancakes, snacks, spoon bread. Uh, on your corn flour, baby foods. Uh, I'm not meaning that you make the baby food come totally out of this. These can be parts or the whole could add to it or something in the process of it. Breading, coatings, batters, uh, cereals, dusting for pizzas, English muffins, fermentation processes, meat products, pancakes, muffins, donuts. That's just to give you a few. Now, in the wet milling of the corn, one bushel of wet milled corn product. Here's what it'll produce, okay? Just to let you know how vital corn is to our country. Now, we can get this all out of one bushel, okay? We can get 1.6 pounds of crude corn oil. Plus, we can get 13.5 pounds of corn gluten feed. We can get 2.6 pounds of corn gluten meal. 31.5 pounds of corn starch. But the starch can be further modified into 33 pounds of corn sweeteners or 2.7 gallons of ethanol. Not all, either one of those, down to the last, you've got a choice. But we can get all that out of one bushel of wet milled corn. Let me give you some examples of how wet milled corn is used in the industrial side. The industrial starch is used in paper, recycled paper, cardboard, textiles, glues, adhesive, batteries, book bindings, cleaners, detergents, coatings on paper, wooden metal, color carrier for printing, crayons, chalks, dyes, fireworks, industrial filters and water recovery, lubricants, or an oil refining, paints, plastics, rubber tires, surgical dressings, wallboard, wallpaper. That's just part in the starch. And the sweetener uses industrial, uh, acetic acid, uh, charcoal briquettes, dyes, inks, enzymes, insecticides, laminated building materials, matches, metal plating, organic solvents, paper, uh, plasticizing agents, rayon, shampoo, shoe polish, textiles, and makeup. Go into the industrial fermentation part of the wet milling, uh, acetate and amino acids, blankets, beddings, carpet, tile, cosmetics, electroplating and galvanizing, food packaging, industrial chemical, leather tanning, 
organic solvents, plastics, plasticizer, soaps, cleaners, sportswear. Now, this all can be used in parts or some of this process. Now, in food and drugs, again, uh, this is the part in the starches. In food and drug uses, we can use an aspirin, baby food, baked goods, baking powder, cookies, desserts, candies, cereals, coffee whiteners, uh, dried soups, uh, drugs, gravy mixes, uh, instant pudding mixes, uh, instant tea, salad dressings, powdered sugar, powdered mixes, cooking oil, spray cooking oil, uh, pre-cooked frozen foods, uh, seasoning, yeast, etc. Also, uh, we can use the sweetener, the, industrial, the sweetener out of the wet milk and alcoholic beverages and brewing, baby foods, bacon, baked goods, caramel color, carbonated fruit beverages, canned fruits, fruit filling, cereals, cheese spreads, chewing gum, uh, and on and on, hams, frozen uh, and dried eggs, frosting and icing, jams and jellies, ice creams and sherbets, marshmallows, peanut butter. Uh, it just the list goes on and on. We use it tomato sauce as vegetable. And then uh, on the food and drug fermentation side, well, they use it antibiotics, baker's products, citric acid, drugs, enzymes, uh, food acids, pharmaceuticals, and wine. Those are just a few of the things that is used in our corn process. Keep in mind, we produced the biggest crop we ever did in 2021. 177 bushels per acre. Uh, we also had an export of $18.7 billion worth of our corn left the country. Corn is a something that uh, we can't afford not to have. Now, it's lucky enough that we've evidently showed that we had extra this year, but at the rate that we're losing uh, farmland to uh, a lot of these solar farms are losing it to uh, new housing. Uh, we're on left and right. Uh, we've got the new cost coming up and using the GMOs. And we're going to talk more about GMOs on our next segment. But I wanted to give you an idea of what we're producing. Now, uh, just to give you something to think on, uh, without in 1930, our using. Uh, uh, heirloom seeds, our production on average um, per acre of corn bushels per acre were somewhere around 30 to 35 bushels per acre. And we came along right in that era, and then we started with the hybrids, and then we did see the um, and fertilizers were starting to be used, commercial fertilizer. And as we grow even up into the 60s, 70s, we were seeing, uh, you know, around 100 or more bushels per acre. Then we come into the late 90s, 2000, we're seeing 125 bushels, 130 GMOs come on board. And whether that's the case or not, we'll find out. But now we're, we're bumping into the 150s to the 170s. Um, you know, we've talked about this, but we won't talk more about GMOs and the development of those, the pros and the cons, and uh, to find out. But what I wanted you to see is how important these three are. And we started with the corn today. So what we'll do is we'll do uh, soybeans and 
cotton next, then we'll talk more about the GMO that plays a part in here. Now, uh, I know we have a lot of people that are home gardening and they're using heirloom seeds, and I commend you for that, and that's wonderful. Uh, that's helping add to it because part of this, as we're talking, is food loss and waste, and the reason that uh, our global food uh, is in such a situation that it is. And believe it or not, it's, you're going to wind up saying that it's probably a lot just in the waste and the way that we handle things. And these are things that we need to address, and they are being addressed finally. Some of the things in the areas where we do lose and have a lot of our food waste. Now, the farmers continually, our scientists are continually trying to grow more food. And here's the thing about it, uh, the farmer Again, the name of this, don't cuss the farmer. Farmer's working long hours. He's probably more in debt than he's ever been with the cost of machinery. Uh, his land is coming in on, or losing lands every day. They have to produce more an acre just to stay in business. Now, that's not uh, uh, my thought. That's not my opinion. That's a fact, and you can look that up. So these are the things against reg regulations, uh, different climate changes. All of that is, plays a part in what's going on. So uh, just wanted to let you know that. When we come back next time with the podcast, we're going to talk about the soybeans, the cottons, and a few other ones. I'm going to let you know what's being produced GMO-wise in the United States. Uh, what to do to keep your uh, your heirloom seeds safe. Uh, number two, uh, number three, we're going to talk about waste. What can you can do to help with that, and several other things that I think you'll find very interesting. Well, we do certainly do appreciate you tuning in to our podcast, and you can go to our webpage, which is daddypeach.com, and uh, Click on our webcast and uh, find out all the archive uh, ones that we've done. Uh, they're right there for you on the webpage. Also, uh, there's a place there if you'd like to ask a question or make a comment. We sure would appreciate that. While you're there, if you could sign up for our uh, monthly email, help you in your gardening, some tips there that uh, might help you along if you're a first-time gardener or you're just gardening have been a long time. Maybe it'll be something that uh, you hadn't seen before. And also click on our product page, look over them and see if there's anything that might uh, interest you and help you in doing your garden. Well, uh, this is Melvin York. I've enjoyed my time here with you. And this has been uh, uh, Global Food with Daddy Pete. <laughs>